0: we've got to learn how to disconnect the natural mind, fill up our spirit and our soul with the truth that we believe. For faith to arrive in our hearts, God's word has to prevail over everything that the mind can dream up. And the mind can dream up a lot of things uh, that are not conducive to the Word. And so this Word, prevail, the Word of God must prevail over the natural mind. Amen. Okay, it has to. Anytime, time that we read a portion of the Word, we see something in the Scripture, and then we allow our minds to question it. We don't have the right to question God's word if it's right or wrong. It's, I think it. God doesn't mind if you question some areas of it, how it works as long as you do not get involved in whether you think it's right or wrong. There's where the problem arises. For us, the word of God has to prevail over our natural minds. Now, I, you can look some of this up, but I did a little survey here on the word prevail. And there's a English prevail comes from the middle French verb, provalor and "proverlier" to have the advantage. Here's what it means. To prevail, the word must have the advantage and it must dominate. the The Latin persevera, to have superior force, weight, or influence, to have the upper hand. So what we have to do is in our studying of the word of God, we must make sure that we allow the word of God to have an upper hand in our thinking process okay now there there is there's so much available to us to lead us to understand how sharp our god is our god is not dull now listen india has approximately 380 million gods that they worship give or take a few okay can you imagine can you imagine 380 million gods all of them are false because there's only one true there's only one true god now our god is one god Manifested in three ways. In three persons. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. That's our God. And our God is sharper than any... Our God is sharper than any human mind that he created. But see what happens over a period of time. Because our God is an invisible God, everybody wants to take advantage of that and not recognize. And then they start dumbing our God down in everything they say and do. Bad move. And if you go over to the Psalms, there are so many Psalms that identify how creative, how sharp our God is. Can you imagine our god has named every star and knows them by name can you imagine that there's not a human mind that can do that right, right. but see the human mind because of the fall of adam an ingredient in the human in the human body now is called pride there was no pride before the fall all these things that are causing problems today were not available before Adam fell. Adam's falling brought all this in, okay? So once pride gets involved, then a person can't admit, A per- that's just sad when a person can't admit how big God is when a person can't admit. The scripture plainly describes the attributes the attributes of God. You need to rehearse those periodically yourself to stay fresh on who God is and what God is. God is awesome. And listen to me. It's not gonna be long, folks, that we're gonna see him face to face. Nobody's ever seen him at this point. Not face to face. The scripture doesn't lie. It said it hasn't. Somebody would say, well, Moses did. The scripture said he didn't. I'll go with the scripture. You misunderstood what the scripture said about Moses. It said God put him in the cliff of a rock and said, I'll let you see my hinder parts. That ain't seeing God's face. Big difference. So don't get caught up in the foolishness. Start paying attention to what the Scripture really says. Listen to this. You have to allow the Word of God when you're reading it and studying it to have upper hand. It takes first place. Romans 4.17 in the King James Version starts with this. It says, we're talking about Abraham, don't ever discount Abraham, okay, pay attention to Abraham, as it is written, God said, I will make you a father of many nations, before him whom he believed, even God, and here's why he believed it, God who quickeneth the dead, in other words, this is a statement that's being made, Even God who quickeneth the dead. This quickeneth of the dead statement is talking about Jesus before it ever happened, before Jesus ever came to the earth. Okay? Abraham believed God because God quickened the dead and called those things which be not as though they were. Think about this. What's he really saying? God called those things which be not as though they were. He's giving us a hint on how to live. After the redemption, after being now the lost and the undone and the ungodly can't do this. That's why everybody needs redemption. The redeeming force changes a person from the spiritual death to the nature of God, eternal life. There's the, two, the two stand opposing each other all the time. Spiritual death, eternal life. If you've been redeemed, you've been redeemed from, that's what you're redeemed from, spiritual death into eternal life. Okay? Now that's supposed to make some difference. All right? Because people who've not reached that place and gone into that transition, they don't know anything about God. They can't understand God. And I'll give you a breakdown in just a moment. Who against hope believed in hope, and then he might that he might become the father of many nations according to what was spoken, so shall thy seed be. So uh and having not weak and being, and being excuse me, and being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body, now dead, when he was about a hundred years old. Neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. So here's what here's what was facing Abraham. Everything in the natural said, it can't happen. God said this. Everything in the natural says it can't happen. You can't do it. You can't be that. You can't do that. So here's the choice. Abraham had to believe against everything in the natural. His own body, his own mind, what he could see with his eyes. He could see Sarah. All the things that he could see were saying it ain't going to happen. It can't happen. position are you in? What are you up against? This old man at a hundred years old had a choice. He could believe God or disbelieve God. And everything was a was a was was for the disbelieving. It was difficult for him to believe God. See, all he had was the word spoken to him. We have an advantage. We have 66 books that's been sent to us supernaturally. We can turn in it and we can read it anytime we want to. All Abraham had was the words spoken to him by an angel. Listen to this. A graphic picture of the word prevailing over fear over hope, the senses, or the natural knowledge in Abraham's mind. The word of God spoken to him by an angel prevailed over all of that. Don't ever discount Abraham. (laughs) Don't ever complain yourself. You're, You're more advanced than Abraham was. You're no longer bound up in spiritual death. You have eternal life. There's no excuse, really. None. Except your lack of teaching and lack of renewing your mind. Shows up. Catches up with you. This spoken word given to him prevails over fear, hope, the senses or the sense knowledge in Abraham's mind. Now he's 100 years old so he's got a lot of experience with his mind, you know. He came out of an area where his family were idolaters. They worshiped idols. They didn't even worship God. Isn't that amazing? And God picked him out. All of the, All the people... And told him, I'm God. And if you'll obey me, here's what I'll do. You know what he could have done? He could have said, I had too much goat's milk. I'm going back to sleep. But he didn't. He believed God. And what the scripture's telling us is how he believed God he believed God over all of the circumstances that was lined up say so you can't happen